before we start, I have a question for you, Charlie. I was um, watching Game of Thrones and um, I saw, you know, um, I forgot who it was, but their sword was Lightbringer. So I was wondering if you had a sword in Game of Thrones, would it be Heatbringer? <laughs> wow. Interesting. I just, I just wanted to see because, you know, I thought I thought maybe um, you were going for, you know, naming a sword this week on the Twitter machine. Did you have an eventful weekend? You were asking <laughs> if I was eating, if I needed something to eat. I was eating Taco Bell while I was typing that shit out. So, like, <laughs> I wasn't hangry. It was I just legitimate. It was just legitimate. Like, I didn't know if it was Charlie waking up from a nap type no. of tweeting or if it was, no. you know, wanting to uh, uh, cause a little upstir or, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was something. Someone's going to stab you with a fork one day when you're sitting at ringside. They just know it's coming. It's probably going to be Jocelyn, honestly. She, you yeah. know, I probably deserve it, though, but. It could be fun to watch. That's some, <laughs> make sure someone has a camera on it, so they'll be good. Like uh, I'm just making Derek's job harder because he's going to have to like defend us. He has to defend us to the locker room. So. He has to defend you to the locker room. He doesn't have to defend the other three of us who people have think find are endearing. But you, you're going to have to get defended. Yeah, but how many how many of the of the wrestlers even know who Jayhawk is because they had to be told who he was. So Oh, come on. Everybody loves Jayhawk. He's worked a lot of their matches. Jayhawk's a Hall of Fame referee. I don't know. From what <laughs> I was told, there's people that didn't know who Jayhawk was. They they had to be there are plenty of people in that locker room I have not worked with. I'm not hundred percent shocked at that. Do I fly under the radar? No, everybody Maybe loves it's, a, it's <laughs> the seven inch heels that you wear to the shows, Mars. It makes you stand out. That's it is true. <laughs> if i could by the way i want to give a shout out because we uh we we have a lot of listen new listeners and there's one guy uh chris from spark steakhouse in new york city it's amazing that he listens to us he runs the show at sparks um and that's one of the best steakhouses in manhattan it's pretty cool that he listens to us and uh he gives my brother um some critiques when my brother goes and sits at the bar and talks about how much he likes our show and the interview so I wanted to give him a shout out because he's listened to like every episode of our show. Get the hell out of here. Really? Swear to God. Swear to God. Chris, he's a great dude. I've met him a few times and I didn't realize that he, he listens so carefully, but my brother texts me back and is like, Oh, I saw Chris today. He listened to the show. He gives his opinions. You know, Chris really likes Stan. So, you know, it's cool to, uh, to have somebody in, in a place like that who, who actually is a, is a big listener. And that's very cool. Chris, feel free to call the voicemail. Talk to yeah, him. Yeah, I told him. I told him. But I think, you know, it's hard when he's he works. He literally runs a show at Sparks. He's behind the bar all day and night. He actually, the last time AEW was in uh, New York City, I was at UBS. Uh, my brother went in the day after, and he said that MJF came to the bar, put his, his title. He was by himself. He put his title on the bar. And then I guess his crew met him, like, from his friends from high school or whatever. But he said MJF was very cool, and he hung out at the bar, but he put the title on there. I mean, that's, you know... I guess that's that's awesome, but uh, I he should, him, yeah, he should call while he's running the bar. I agree. He should call <laughs> one night. Let let him call a night when my brother's there, and the two of them can can get on it from the from the uh, 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 kitchen because my brother's there like every night. So um, just a good shout out, and it's a great ally to have over there in the city. So when we want to go in there, we can stop by for steaks and drinks. So yes, get some I'm, sloppy I'm, steaks. I'm excited. Next time I'm in New York, we're getting some sloppy yeah, we'll steaks. Go there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I am completely down for come, come take a drink. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, he's great, and the food there is is outstanding. They don't have this, you know, the 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 singular awesome steakhouses are kind of going by the way. Like Roots Chris was just bought by Olive Garden. There's just so many garbage steakhouses, but uh, Sparks is awesome. I think that's where I forgot which mafia member was killed outside. It's Sammy the Bull, I think, killed one of those dudes outside of it. So it has a lot Hell of history. Yeah, it's very there. cool. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. it's very cool. So uh marcy what did you do all week how was the, how was the concert saturday instead of uh coming to wrestling yo fuck the house of blues bunch of cowards announcement across the pa no no moshing no stage diving no crowd surfing what, what bullshit That's super what? weird because i was literally there and all those things happened at the uh, concert i was at there they're a bunch of fucking cowards maybe you guys were the reason i was the- <laughs> Maybe, I was maybe, ready. Maybe Butters was the reason why they weren't allowing it the next show. I was ready to throw some hands, but I was denied the opportunity to throw some hands because clearly no one else was about that life, anyways. <laughs> oh, by the way, Josh, it was uh, yeah. m- the Gambino family, family crime boss Paul Castellano and underboss right. Thomas Bilotti that were gunned down outside the entrance. That's correct. Uh, Sorry and, about that. On orders of John Gotti. So. Mm-hmm. Sammy the Bull took him up. Yep. Pretty dope. She got her picture there. Come on. I'll be be back. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, fuck the House of Blues. Bunch of cowards. (laughs) But did you have fun or it wasn't fun because they took all the good stuff away? I still had fun. Seeing Queen Slade. Um, She was awesome. But yeah, no, fuck the House of Blues. I won't go there until there's another show booked there that I want to go to. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to go see Dexter and the Moon Rocks there, but like their music is real mellow and i don't think i could just stand and listen to them play like i need to like sit and chill when i listen to them i don't know i don't know how that would work out i don't know next month i'm going to see integrity in the acacia strain and i think i think that's going to be that i'm not even concerned about getting cute i'm just gonna i'm out for blood at that show you know depending what time the show is and what time recording is you might get a call on an update about how many how many faces i've punched what my what what will be my body count in a different way <laughs> yeah. and how much you're bailing your one phone call be to us yeah my bail five hundred thousand dollar can you like come get me let's say it's a cleveland hardcore show it's like those fucking, it's like a bar <laughs> indie bar show basically i can do whatever i want when are you gonna release uh your uh interviews speaking of your body count you said you want to wait till we got some graphics i, I was mean, waiting to hear from you oh, on I, that. I don't have five dollars for that unless we convince jcp next week to uh to do it uh i don't know i don't know if we need them we could just throw it up i mean okay we could always do season we'll take two care with, of it we'll, so we'll figure something out. i don't know yeah i promise we'll get some we'll take content care out um i gotta send you the other get to make sure we get all the other episodes up too including yeah, the production one so it's a work in progress i know Wait, it takes, but, you know we take so much time to like render and everything so we glossed over the fact that jayhawk said to me speaking of murder so i would really like to hear uh what kind of murder he's talking about i didn't i didn't think speaking of murder i said you want to talk about murder costume gymnastic yeah yes wrestling yeah sure i do yeah we all picked up on that did you not apparently not yes. so uh, don't I'm... expect a ton of discussion of the aiw gauntlet for the gold show on this episode because in two weeks we will be doing a full review uh it'll be our first official review post uh wrestling cheers not doing them anymore so uh look forward to that uh maybe we'll have a special guest on with us to do that i don't know we'll, we'll see how we feel about that uh i 
did get uh i did book the guest the following week after that though and that person is the winner of the gauntlet for the gold so that's exciting we'll hype that up a bunch that week uh before so yeah uh june's pretty busy uh july we just filled the last booking slot with that with rough charles van from aiw so obviously there's no heat there because he's coming on the show now so haha was this all a ruse to get him on the show no i just don't it it fit perfectly for him to be on because you know we had two other AIW refs. We have uh, Rosie the ref, and now we'll have uh, ref Charles Van on. So, it's going to be referee month. Yeah, it's Zebra month. Ah, that's all Jayhawk questions. 24 hours a day, oh, seven days sure. a week. Jayhawk just leading them interviews with yep. just all the fun stuff. He'll get to be the Jay Gold of these interviews. And then I don't <laughs> know what we're going to do for August. I got to come up with some fun stuff for August. I got a couple ideas. Uh, I was I was quietly told that there is a certain interview that will pop the ratings even more than the production if we get this interview. And it is an AIW wrestler, so we'll see. Good. Down for that. We should try to get some of the uh we should try to get some of the others. I have some ideas that I'll throw the way of uh of our D of our group text and we'll see what goes on. But uh I think we could come up with a few more fun stuff too. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple of people from 880 that I, I want to have on and uh, stuff like that. So we'll, we're, we're going to fill out the next couple of months. That's that's getting deep into season eight, though. So we, we're still on season seven. So we still got some other stuff to, to, to go through before we get to that season yet. I got an idea for something different as well. But we won't go into that in any detail with that right now. I don't want to give too much away. Not tell this everybody the, what it is so they steal the idea stuff. from us. Right. This is the, the mystery and innuendo segment of the show. I mean, yes. <laughs> we still have we still have the other side stuff to try to figure out. So you know, yeah, like somehow linking Marcy's OnlyFans to our our uh, uh, you know our our show in in a, in a video format. We'll see what happens. I uh, <laughs> just thinking should about just, sloppy steaks now. That's all I can I think just, about. Should I just start uploading the podcast to the OnlyFans? See, that's a, that's now we're thinking. You want to hear full episodes? The only place you can get them, <laughs> E Girl Femboys. Uh, uh, only fans account no well, i guess i should uh, <laughs> introduce the show uh we haven't done that yet it's iw right. guide i'm butters <laughs> i'm jayhawk there's jayhawk i'm marcy marcy jay gold no heat we got jay okay. gold who is not wearing his mask this week like he's supposed to oh <laughs> howard Somebody send me a text so I remember. No, next you week. don't have to wear the mask. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, but we're still gonna call you a coward. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, I've got the I've got the hockey playoff game on on my TV while we're doing it. Can I look up at a commercial and my cloak caption is broken? Like the Mike Green is like three quarter cloak caption right now, picking me off. You should be watching Monday Night Raw like I do every Monday night and supporting I wanna, I wanna our friends over in you know. I want to watch something entertaining though. Oh, no, almost, no, almost, no, no Jayhawk watching. So what it is, which reminds me, I got to think of my Omo Mania match for the Ad Odd Boy mail for this week. I think the answer is pretty clear. I I got my, I got my answer. I I know who it is. I'll need some time with that one. Jayhawk. I'll send you some suggestions. I got, I got, I got an idea too, but I'm trying if I can think of something better. They want well, something real. They want something realistic. So I can't pay Jeff Jarrett because he's not going to be out of AEW. No, it, no. I think they mean just somebody that's not dead. 
realistic, like Jeff Jarrett could have a match with Omos. That could totally happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think and as long as they're not, alive, that that's, I, I think that's relatively the fair. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was so happy all night long. Like, that's he what looks, I heard. That's he so cool. So happy. That's great. Him and Derek hit it off real well, too. So that's good. Did Derek oh, find his picture? Because I didn't find out, um, did you talk? Did anyone go to the Larry Zabisco line? There was people there in it, but like after, like there was a handful, and then after that, he just kind of sat there and just kind of was he saw. was he completely out of it or what? How high was he? I have no idea. He just I sent that photo to the group chat. He looked just looked really sad. He did, like he did not want to be there. Huh. Well, he could have been happy like uh, like no, the butcher, and then you know jumped in on some of his photos. He could have gotten some doubles there. He, Larry Kabitko didn't have anything cool to sign like fork. I mean, what would he bring to sign? I mean, he used to bleed all the time back in the seventies. He could have he could have kind picture of him beating Larry uh, him beating Bruno Camartino. That's not a fork. Yeah. That's not cool. I remember <laughs> him and, and Nick Bockwinkle all bloody together in on my in my Pro Wrestling Illustrated in like 1984. We could have he could have brought that. Gary, Gary he should have brought he should have brought joints to sign. Larry, the Gary, living legend joints. <laughs> Gary Kanker roll a coin. Yeah, I roll yeah, a coin. To, yeah, he used to pull those out of his tights, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he yep. he pulled he handed Kurt Henning a pair of a roll of coin to knock out Nick Bockwinkle when Henning won the AW title. Uh, who wants a fucking coin? Let's go. Dude, I, not, no, it's fucking roll. It could have kind of like ten dollars worth of fucking quarters. Pow! Fistful like, of quarters. I like my idea better. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's going to cost him more money. I, he'd have to make something on like the you know the. On the Are retail. you kidding me? You could I'll upcharge the shit out of those, and people would pay for them. <laughs> Once you, you smoke it, the signature's gone. What's the point? <laughs> oh, Jayhawk, what's what's on? <laughs> That's why you need to get two. One <laughs> to keep and one to smoke. That's very savvy, Mars. That's very savvy. It's very business savvy. I'm, I like it. I'm good at business. Yep, thinking outside the box. One to smoke, one to put in a little jar. <laughs> While we're, while, we're, while we're thinking about it, if if anybody can forward a message to Devon Dudley, kind Bible got the AIW show next month. I mean, you could get one of those anywhere. You might as well find one and bring it. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> you think he would sign some cuck porn? I think for the money's right, he would sign just about anything. I think if you bring him cuck porn, he'll just be really happy and not sign it. He'll take it <laughs> for himself. But the man likes his cuck porn. More, Who are more we to power, judge? More, more power to him. We don't, kink, we don't kink shame on this podcast can we can we no. yeah can we please not libel anybody we can't afford a lawyer fee i'm so cel- we're celebrating it okay it's a yeah. beautiful thing yeah. we have no idea if steve on like cuck porn i think we do but we don't know for sure he said, he said he liked them that counts <laughs> he can say it's a joke all he wants it's not a joke <laughs> Not a joke when it's been going on for fucking years. He has never specifically said these words in this exact way. I enjoy watching cuck porn. He's never said that. Isn't all porn kind of cuck porn? You're watching someone else do it. I mean, you're the cuck. Aren't you watching someone else do it? (laughs) You're the the voyeur in that scenario. Yeah, voyeur, cuck. You 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 have no relation to these people. They're strangers. That's true. That's true. Obviously. Just like all chaps are assless, is an old porn cuck porn. But you know, <laughs> that's the real thought of the day. I like how J- right. 
Jayhawk is just completely zoned out of this conversation right now. He's laughing. I got him. I see him. He just wants to get to what's on. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Cockporn. Look up a code brought to you by the letter X, the letter X, and the letter X. That's correct. <laughs> and by the number 59. Hey, what if we start uploading our episodes on Pornhub? <laughs> <sighs> it's just That's the audio to videos of of you and and yeah, why not? But doesn't always get on the show. If we could get some video of us and upload it, but I think whoa, the whoa, hosting whoa, fee, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sir, sir, <laughs> the hosting fee is what I'm concerned about. I already, yeah, I don't think y'all are about that life. I really don't. <laughs> Not at my advanced Josh age. Josh Walker wears mask. Right. <laughs> I knew it'd be good for something. Mask one million percent required. I have to cover my Brahma Bull tramp stamp because that would they would people would have me nailed right oh, away. No, 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 baby boy, you gotta show that tramp stamp. <laughs> I have a target on your back. It is a target. It's, it's that's what that's it where is. He's isn't catching it? all the cum. Why couldn't anybody tell me that in 1998? Catching all that cum right there, <laughs> just gonna be slathered in it. I got news for you, Jay Gold. If you didn't know that in 1998, that was your own damn fault. I was just very excited to get a tattoo. I didn't care where it went. <laughs> There's going to be T-Girl come, man come, all kinds of come all over that tramp stamp. So, uh... Oh, so what's, I wrote Marcy. Oh, shit, it wasn't me for once. Wow. What? Can we... What's... Can we, please, what's on, please? <laughs> ah, who cares? What's on, What's on this weekend? weekend? Okay, well, I'm I'm not gonna go through every single every single freaking show, but it's just a, it's ridiculous. I got I've got ten live shows for fight between fight plus and fight pay per view. Five of them, in some form or fashion, take uh, our future star directly out of Las Vegas, the company I've worked for before. I I do like I do like their product. Uh, they have a show. They do a show on Friday the 25th, be at 10 p.m. I'm sorry, Thursday the 25th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific start. It is their Legend Drive event, 13-man tournament, all uh, wrestler engaged 25 and under to crown the future legend. In that tournament, Jordan Oliver, Kiki Navarro, Alex Price, Tedek Alexander, Starboy Charlie, Billy Stark, Matt Vandegriff, Jarrett Diaz, Richard King, Robert Martyr, Hunter James, Eli Knight, and Bodie Young Prodigy. Should be 13 perk in tournament, not 13 man. Billy Stark in it, but whatever. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling got a couple of shows this week, uh, including a joint show with Future Stark Wrestling, which will be on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. And Jay Gold, uh, on fight, you'll be at this one here on Sunday the 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern from the Mecca, Newfield Park. Shadow Wrestling for getting ready or not. Ryan Rick. Keith against Yaya in the main event, plus Calvin Tankman against Gabriel Sky, already signed for that one. And one of the original callers of this show, Lucky 13. Yeah, explain to him what's going on and then let him know he can call in anytime. I certainly will. I can't wait to see him. It's been a while. And for those of you willing to pay for pay-per-view or if you have an Impact Plus subscription, Impact Wrestling does have their under each event that's coming Friday. That's uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's 9.99 purchase on Fight Plus on uh, on the on the Fight app, or if you have Impact Plus, you can play with your Impact Plus subscription. What a what a name for a show! What is it again? Under Siege. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, uh, no truth to the rumor that John Claude Van Damme is going to be in attendance for this show. 
Steven that's Steven Seagal. Seagal is under siege. God damn it. <laughs> Same goddamn thing. Who fucking no, cares? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't. Come, no, come, wa- come watch no, the no, action no. movie, yeah. Dark. Gonna be, it's not going to be in attendance. John Claude Van Damme's cool. Steven Seagal kind of sucks. Yeah, but Steven Seagal was great in that movie. and that movie He was, was not fun. great in any movie. We just love him because he's bad. I love that movie. <laughs> I'm questioning my friendship with Jayhawk right now. He just dissed John Claude Van Damme. Yep. The best thing about John Claude Van Damme is he helped inspire Rob Van Damme in some capacity, which is very, which is very good. I would, yeah, give him about a million more points than Steven Seagal. He inspired fucking Mortal Kombat, motherfucker. And the fact that in the new one, there's going to be an alternate skin of Johnny Cage that is Jean Claude Van Damme. So fuck you. We're fighting. That's such a weird. They're, they're, they're rebooting it again. No, they're yeah, not. I, if you very, if you played the last one, this makes sense what they're doing. It's still technically a reboot. They're, I'm gonna I'm gonna reboot you into another fucking galaxy, lady. That's it's fine. It's gonna be another fighting game. I'm not gonna care about because it feels bad to touch buttons and whatever. Anyways, yeah, I'm very sorry. I got my 1990 action movie start mixed up. I cannot believe this, Jayhawk. I cannot believe this. Okay, in 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 fairness, you have you have a right to tell me to to, to tell me to go fuck myself on that one. But I am forgetting Bloodsport, which is the definitive martial art movie. That's not the Karate Kid. And Street so. Fighter, and Street Fighter, one of the greatest of all time. Street Fighter. Yo, Street Fighter month coming up soon. Get yourself ready, brothers. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile in Street Fighter. Street Fighter, the game, the, very good. I was not a the fan. The muscles of the movie, from but... Brussels playing an American Air Force pilot. I don't even know. Gets Cammy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the final role of Raul Julia. He gave it his all, too. That was a great. He did great. But for me, it was Tuesday. That's right. It's just a Tuesday. It's the second. It's the second best Street Fighter movie. Is there anything What's on the TV worth watching this weekend? The animated movie, for the record. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Chun-Li shower scene for the win. For yes. sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. Is there anything on IWTV, Marcy? Oh, there's plenty. We were just talking about, you know, the Street Fighter movie and shower, Chun-Li taking a shower. <laughs> but as far as... In- I'm glad you have your priorities straight, Mark. I think you got is horny tonight. Jesus. We are always horny. But as always, on Thursday, we have at 8 p.m. Eastern Time Wrestling Open. Also on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm, too, I'm so bad at converting times. Uh, New Texas Pro presents the Texas Contender Series 18. On Saturday, May 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, ICW presents No Holds Barred, Volume 46. Also on Saturday at 8 p.m., TWE Chattanooga presents Sink or Swim 2023. Uh, Then on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Beyond Wrestling presents Mills of the Gods featuring for the IWTV Tag Team Championship, Miracle Generation defending against Waves and Curls and the main event and the Brick City Boys as well as Alec Price versus Alex Coughlin and Alex Sherry, Alex Shelley versus Dan Barry, plus much, much more. Definitely the big Sunday show for uh, IWTV. Alex Shelley, my God, his career in the Indies is outstanding. He's, he's looking, and he still hasn't aged at all. He is like no. the hunkiest of hunks. But yeah. I'm just trying, I'm losing, I'm losing the plot here. Also on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, H2O presents Barbecue 2. Uh, and then we got a couple world premieres. Uh, first of all, on Monday, Flophouse presents Soaking Wet at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, C4 presents Hearts of Darkness. So, yeah, check all that out. 
Yeah, I'm glad to see that the IWTV tag team title can at least on the line once in a while can the IWTV heavyweight championship again. Who's the champion? Matt Tremont. 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 Oh, still? He hasn't defended the damn thing. Why is he the champion then? It, it, we're thinking like he's wrestling, he's doing it, he's doing death matches like almost every weekend. The bout's never on the line in any of them. Why isn't Alan yeah. Price the champion? I agree. When is he going to be the the champ? He should be the guy. He should be like holding that, defending that every. He's already on all the shows. Yeah, I'm just saying. I get I get passionate about this stuff. You make I, a very yeah, good I'm, point, I'm Marcy. To, I agree. I, thank you. I, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to remember when title had to be defended once a month, or you or, or you were stripped of them. Now you don't even have to defend them one every one every six months. You can keep the damn thing. Right. Every thirty days, you're supposed to defend the title. It's ridiculous at this point. I mean, I, I get it. If your if your company only runs one show a month, you have to kind of be loose with that rule. But but Matt Tremont's a, been on shows too. I don't understand. I've this. just seen him. I've seen him. I saw him at the DPW show. I've seen him in eight million shows. He's never defending the title. Makes no sense. Let me see if I can find out when his last defense was here. We went from just horny to angry. Now I don't. I don't know if I like this vibe. It's true though. They haven't had. They, I mean, I think Miracle Generation defends the titles, um, and and I don't think Tremont ever defends the damn titles. Last okay. time, the last time Matt Tremont defended the championship was the 2023 on April 3rd in, at the HO Wrestling Center in Williamstown, New Jersey. He went to a no contact with Brandon Kirk in a minute four. That was for the title? That was for the title. A minute four. Okay. Dynamite. Before that, it was at the ETU event at the Mecca on February 26th against Akira. In between those two matches, I've got him in one, two, three, four, five, six singles matches without Jesus the title Christ. on the line. <laughs> and at least and at least four look like five of those shows were at, were on IWTV. Put it on price. Just fucking put it on price. Bang up job, Jerry. Okay, do you think we could bully bully him and make that happen? I'd have to care enough for that to happen. I don't care about that belt anymore. Five months, nope. five months with the title so far. Four title defenses, and three of them were within. Uh, three of them were uh, two of them within the first within the first thirty days, and then two can't. Two title defenses in four months. Uh, huh. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Lemur already has three title defenses. Can only have the damn thing for two months. So he made a cardinal sin, though. Old Lee, I think he when he lost to Dom in that match, I think that that was the biggest problem there. I think they had an issue with that. Anyway, what are we watching? Weekly review. It's it's been a minute since we've done one of these. Uh, I I I'm sure we'll hear from Stan about doing a review this week. But we have. Does he like them or ha- or hate them now? I think he hates them now that he's gotten used to the interview. But when we first started the interview, he was pissed off that we weren't talking about that about show. So I don't. And this show doesn't have Malcolm on it, so you never know. You never know with Stan. The weekly review. Okay, but we've got Enjoy Wrestling Season 8, The Right to Spring. You know, live, you know, the show is taped from Mr. Small Theater in Millvale, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh on March the 4th, aired April 13th, April 20th, and April 27th on YouTube. We've got it before on this show, but I love Enjoy Production Value. It's it's not normal. I will just say that every time I watch it. It's not normal for um, independent wrestling. It's not normal for anything that's not on television. It's an incredible value. Um, I think we've had talking to MV and to Derek and Zig, just listening to what they say about the kind of care that goes into their production and every single show. It's outstanding. It's almost like if you threw it up on Peacock tomorrow, 
I would tune in weekly to watch Enjoy. If you threw it up on Paramount Plus, I would tune in. It doesn't need any network tuning. It's perfect. It's it's the the announcers flow. The mics are always spot on. The crowd is mic properly to the ring. It just it's it's an it's a it's a anomaly in the world right now, like in independent wrestling. It just it's something that they I know they take their pride in. So you know it's it positively incredible, and and I don't think they get enough uh, uh, hype and praise for what this is, especially on YouTube for free. And I do like the fact that they are you know, are willing to change the commentary team up a little bit. We don't have Beta Scott for the Epic Code. We do have Joe Dombrowski and Rich Bikini, former Rich Brennan, doing oh, commentary on the Brennan? show. Rich Bikini when Rich Brennan back the in, guy in uh, WWE? When, he NXT, when he was doing oh, NXT. Wow. When Kevin Owens used to call him Millhouse. I did not I did not put that together when I saw his face. That's incredible. Good stuff. Fun fact. No wonder I it sounded so good. Yeah. The more you know. But here's something we all we didn't know. Butters and uh, and Marcy were at the show, so they got a chance to see it in person. Was this your first Enjoy show, or have you been to others? This was my first one. Butters, I think you went to one before. Yeah, I have. So, Marcy, what did you think? Was it incredible? I that that crowd is my people. Like, I, it's not to like take away from what the AIW crowd is because they're another awesome crowd. But that's like I think the most I've ever fit in at a wrestling show, which is awesome. It's also very like dark and uh, and concerty, um, you know. Not as like AIW does a lot of shows like in those big gymnasiums with all the lights on. These are this is a little more uh, uh, almost looks like an arena type of thing because the, the 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 lights are on the ring, not on the crowd. Oh yeah, um, the Mr. You know, Small setup is like works so well for a wrestling show. It really Plus, does. Like, their their fan base is very much not a hardcore fan base. They're a casual fan base. So like they pop for everything. They're super loud for everything. They don't know, you know, backstory from other promotions, this, that, the other, but they have fun when they go to the shows. And that's like them having fun makes it fun. And the atmosphere is fun. Um, I mean, even me, just, I was, you know, back sitting on the uh, stage talking with, uh, you know, different people and stuff like that. And just people are very, very nice, very open, very, you know, it's very fun. Just a very genuinely nice crowd. So there's something to be said about that, too, because I even said when I went to that DPW show, the crowd was not jaded. It wasn't like full of, you know, uh, pretentious like Mark type fans. And there's something so nice about going to a wrestling show nowadays where the people there don't need to know everything. They just want to have fun. Right. And that you can feel it when you watch enjoy that people are just there to have fun. They don't, they're not invested in the internet buzz. They're not, none of that stuff. They're literally there to have fun. They've had fun probably at another time they were there and they wanted to experience it again. Um, so that's, you know, to capture that is, is it's pretty good. And it, it really does kind of whole package what enjoy is. Yeah, the audience they like they've attracted and brought in is definitely a part of like what makes it so special as like a wrestling company because you don't really get that anywhere any major indeed really doing that. <laughs> okay, now Mark and Butter, can you were there? If you guys can remember, there was a pre-show match that is not on the YouTube broadcast. Raylan and the Runway against Brooke Valentine and Gummy Boar. You got, do you to remember what happened that match? Any thoughts about that? Oh, we did the Boar bump meter, and I think it was a one. What was it? One and a half. I thought it was more, but apparently it was like a one or one and a half, something like that. Um, <laughs> it was a good match. It was a good six person tag. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. If I recall correctly, um, 
Raylan and the Runaway won. I don't remember how. Yeah, Cage Reskin, they won an 11 minute and 33 second, but they don't give finishing or anything like that. No. If you want to uh, know, you can subscribe to Enjoy's Patreon, and I believe it's up on there. So there you go. That's why also I have to be at the shows live. Yeah. And so episode one, we start off with a couple of interviews. We've got Danny Moe being interviewed regarding her chance at the FET championship against Savannah Evan. And then Evan be, uh, being interviewed in response to that. I like that Danny Moe. She was a pretty uh, pretty happy. Her her personality's really good. I don't know, you know, I, I can't talk on her on her wrestling. I've only seen her in this show, but her personality was really good. And Evans is also she's an impact wrestler, right? Yeah. yeah. She had done impact, yeah. She was very buttoned up, her look, everything. So she you could just feel that too. So she she was right on the money. And that is our opening contest for the Fest Championship, Savannah Evans defending against Danny Moe. And the match, yeah, Danny Moe faster, more of a high, a high flying type of wrestler, and Evans more of a power wrestler. That was your really basic story to it. The female facade, <laughs> basically. Uh, they're a team, right? They are yeah. a team. Yeah. Savannah Evans definitely uh, impressed me. She has this. She has the right look for a female pro wrestler. Like she's. She just looks like she could beat the shit out of anybody that gets in oh, the she, ring. Uh, oh, she's fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, she she did. Uh, she had some really great offense in this match. So I really enjoyed it. Okay. So first title matches are anything go. We don't really get a lot of. They don't really play into that too much in this one. No, it's not something that really needs to be done and enjoy. And uh, I don't think it really super duper fits their. They're kind of thing like, yeah, you can you can do some of that, sure, but for this match, it didn't need it. It just needed to be was, a straight wrestling match, and it was fine. I was gonna say this match didn't scream like blood feud to me, right? It, it's technically an opening match. It's more of an attraction with with the Fed title being on the line and Grant having being uh, coming in being from Impact. Get any belt whistle. Finish comes when Danny Moe back is out on her, going for a full nothing slam. Evan gets a full nothing slam of her own to retain. I'm glad Feynman carries Danny Moe going for not full Nelson slam. I don't know why my note gets that. That was a vicious full Nelson slam, by the way. It was. I, I like that that was a finisher. Not enough women do like power, you know, power moves like that. So I like that that she used she used it as a finisher. It was good. And I'm glad oh. she didn't kick out. Savannah like spiked her. It was so sick. Yeah. Okay. From there we get O'Shea Edwards cutting an interview about his match with Mr. Grimm. Bakley Kane at the yeah, at the big Odyssey Battle Royal last. Last time out, he wasn't there to win. He was just there to hurt Mr. Grimm and keep him from winning. His mission accomplished. We got a completely different story this time around. Then we get a very good highlight video of the David Lawless-Mr. Grimm rivalry, including O'Shea Edwards' involvement with that. I like the video packaging a lot. Yeah. And that's O'Shea O'Shea Edwards, uh, uh, big, good look, good in the ring. Not the best promo. (laughs) Not my favorite. But he's, he's so good in the ring. He looks so good. You know, if you could just tighten that up, I would like that a lot more. And that is your main event for episode one. O'Shea Edwards taking on Mr. Grimm. And the very first move of the match, Edward hitting a spear and getting a near fall. And honestly, if that would have been the three count, I would have popped for it. That's such yeah, a good spear tale. Yeah, you needed the hospital to continue, though. They wanted these guys to, like, kind of Godzilla their way through the through the match. They're two huge dudes. Huge. You know, Mr. Grimm, uh, for a guy who's called Mr. Grimm, I'd like him to be a little more spooky. He wasn't very spooky during this one. Because if I recall, he came out of a casket for the uh, Odyssey. Do you want him to come he... out of a casket every time? 
Yeah, something, but he wasn't wearing any makeup. So, like, I, I expected more spooky, and he was more just, you know, kaiju, like, big guy, like, hoss fight. Um, I had no problem with it. I just I just thought Mr. Grimm, with a name like that, would be a little more spooky. I just think of the motorcycle uh, guy from Twisted Metal. I don't think he could set his head on fire. That would be a bad idea to do. <laughs> That'd be a terrible idea. There's a way, Marcy. There's a way. With Enjoy's production, they could like CGI his head <laughs> on fire. <laughs> and the announcers could pretend, you know. Yeah, I remember when there was a like- robot that like we had a robot that did all kinds of crazy shit. Yo, imagine if they did that with Enjoy's budget. That would have been so much thicker. Right. Yeah, and it wouldn't be Atticus Kogar underneath. <laughs> they should they they should let Enjoy run back the wrestling robot. Listen, he could come out with like a green, like a green cap, you know, like a swimmer's cap, and then they CGI the fire on top of it. Dude, there he could go. open up like actual portals and have other wrestlers come out of them. That would right. be so sick. <laughs> yeah, Ralph the Robot or whatever his name is could come out. Uh, look a fun, look a fun little hospite. The only gripe I have with with this match, it, it really kind of a nitpicky thing. That early in the match, they're fighting on the floor and the referee following them, so he's not counting. I know she had worked to kind of go in and out of the ring to break the count anyway. There was no count. Like why? Just in case. But that that's my only that's my only nitpick from this match. Like I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, the finish was pretty sick. Uh, that knee, the Mister Grim hit, just looked gross. Which I love that term, by the way. From from the uh, from the camera angle, looked very different from where we were at to see it. So it looked way better on camera than it did uh, where we were at in the crowd. So it looked way way better. Rich Bukini stealing a Jim Cornette line, talking about David Lawlick and Vader. Beta gotten who's written the better writ. Uh Rich worked for MLW, so that makes sense because yeah. 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 But yeah, good matchup here. Grim with the GMF for the pin and twelve oh one to get the victory. No kind of David Lawlick on the show. So I assume the story continue, but without David Lawlick in the building, we didn't get any Yeah, I hope one day they go one on one, right? They're gonna have to. Yeah, eventually. If only there was an upcoming show or something where maybe something could advance. I wonder. <laughs> hmm. yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure it'll. We'll talk about that a little bit here. I'm sure. We get ahead of ourselves. I know. That concludes episode one. We go to episode two, and we open up with a production interview. Yo, this epi- lo- this episode is production heavy, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. The interview is great, and I love how Derek goes after everyone and. uh I love Derek in general on when they let him kind of go off the cuff and Ziggy, just like uh, a, like a chained up, you know, pit bull and just like barking at everybody is great. I just love it. Yeah. But the go home line from the backstage interview, the duck die together. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. That was sick I think, and I think both, there was another tag team on this, on these shows that did the, I think it was the ducklings, but somebody like when Derek goes, tell them Zig, they're using like the road warrior, Tell them Hawk after their after their segment. I think that's always such a fun. Th- I just love that. I just it's just very old school. We follow that up with the Mikey Montgomery interview about the scramble match coming up on this show, and so- basically, the basic point of this is well, no, I haven't won a match here yet. Hopefully, this is the one. He was so chipper here too. They like him. They're putting a little bit behind him. I know that. Uh, I know that he hasn't won a match yet, but they they're putting a little bit behind him, giving him that mic time. I like the Meta Man stuff. And uh, I think, you know, with Eric Taylor being out for a while, I think it's going to give Mikey some good opportunities as a single wrestler. I, I like I like him and enjoy. I think that's a good spot for him. We go then to the Steel Kitty Scramble. Mikey Montgomery, Kellyan McMurphy, Eel O'Neill, Pretty Boy Smooth, 
the God and Daria Carter. Daria Carter, the winner of the EQW Super 8 in 2022. Cut the promo before the match, bragging about being number 149 in the PWI 500. Rich Bikini going, you're bragging about being 149 in the Well, that is the highest of anybody in this match, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> it and does. Then, and then Bokini with the line of the entire here of the entire King can going, well, maybe if he wins, Matt Brock will do a story on him. For those of you who I, don't know, Matt Brock was a fictional writer. He doesn't actually exist. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I totally knew that. That was the thing I absolutely knew. <laughs> I, I I honestly am not a fan of Darius Carter at all. Um, but I thought this this match was a really, really good scramble. It was everyone had different styles. Um I don't like Facade taking over the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ninja Rap song. I don't want him having that. But, um, <laughs> that's such a weird thing. <laughs> I, I don't want him having that. That's, that's... <laughs> I didn't hear but, anything he did in the match where he used that fucking Ninja Turtle song. You right. shouldn't use it. Uh. <laughs> I don't want him having it, but um, the, mat, the scramble was really good. Killian McMurphy is a fantastic hand. The guy can be put into any uh, situation. I've seen him in a million. We've watched him so many different companies. Um, and PB really does play off, you know, I guess that AIW style, everybody knows about their scrambles. And there was a few AIW wrestlers in there. And I just thought it was all in all, you know, really well done, good for the, to, for the first match of this show, and got across a lot of character. A lot of the characters, a lot. Everybody had a way to, like, shine and show off who they were. And Eel O'Neill had a couple of really sick uh, moves during the match. And and I, I just thought it was great. I really did. And there's some good stuff in here. Uh, if I had to make a nitpick and a minor nitpick, it, it, I get with a scramble match, technically, there's only supposed to be two people in the ring at the same time anyway. But there was way too much of, there's nobody else even on screen. Like, they're all lying down on the floor while there's two guys in the ring. Again, do something on the floor because there. Look at that. You're just calling it more for just... a TV product. Saying they're all lazy. That's what you just did. I did not say that at all. Just saying they're I, like, around like, I just like watching Mikey and singles do crazy yeah. stuff. He's a, he's yeah. a crazy little oh, singles he did, guy. He did some fun shits here in this match. He, you, you know what, Jay Hook, though, since you brought you and you, that's been your nitpick for ever since I started doing the show with you. And I watch out for it now. Every time there's a multiple man match, I watch to see how often there's only two guys in the ring. And you're right. There's a lot of times in scramble matches where there's just way too many people laying around doing nothing. But um, this match had a lot of the fans, I think maybe helped it because every single big spot, the fans were, I thought their heads were going to explode. Like there was a couple of dives to the outside that one of them completely missed a few dudes. And the fans were still just like rabid. They were absolutely rabid for every single one of those moves. I'll give you a dollar. If you can figure out who that person was that missed everybody on their dive. Uh, I'll tell you exactly who it was. It was Facade, and somehow he missed Killian McMurphy when he was on top of fucking Smooth's shoulders. Like, how the hell did yes. he do that? Yeah. <laughs> not a scramble god. He certainly is not. He doesn't like being in them, and yet he's in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I actually oh. had that dive in my notes, Butter, because I, I was just shocked. Like, okay, overshooting everybody's one thing, but he overshot the guy and was getting on top of Smooth's shoulder. And there was, the no, way there was no way to fix it. There was no way to fix it. It just, it just. Oh. What a prowl. <laughs> I don't know if I should be that amazed that Facad being that being that athletic that he could jump that high to make to do that myth or scramble God. 
too athletic for his own good. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we'll say. Yeah, that's what I it guess. is. Sure, sure. Try, trying to stay, trying to stay pocketed. <laughs> uh, finish, finish. Come smooth hit, Mikey Montgomery with the Player Club. Derek Carter coming in and steal to pin in fifteen twenty four. No, our one story arc. Mikey Montgomery has never won a match and enjoy. Not only does he not win the match, he's the one who takes the pin. He was the one who took the pin in the uh, scramble from the last season too. I thought maybe it was going to be his match. I thought maybe they were setting something up, but that would be too formulaic. They'll give him the interview, give him the I haven't won yet, and then give him the win. So I like that. I like don't you don't need to necessarily give it to him right there. Add him, hit somebody with a finish low, and then Carter deal Mikey pin rather than Carter deal pin to pin Mikey. I think that would have been a better a better story. Mikey came that cloak and didn't get it. That that that's me. Like I get what they're going for here. I appreciate it. Not the way I would have done it, but it doesn't. It, I'm not saying it doesn't work. If we go from the scramble match to to the get down interview with the production about their movie Wrath of the Foul Beat, which is basically a veiled interview about their match with the Ugly Duckling coming up. I love it. This is one of my favorite Derek Dillinger promos ever. I love it. I love his his cadence. I love when he says he may have beaten cancer, but the production are malignant. I love it. It's it's so biting and yes. and without being like you know without being disrespectful. I love it. Like, you know, he, he did it the right way. And I thought this was one of their best promos. Oh, that's such a cold line. I loved it. Yeah. Super cold. It's great. But and it's not disrespectful. On, it's it's perfect. Yeah. And the look on Jem fake when he said it, too. Like, ooh, you really want to go there. Yeah. Big fan. And we do get an ugly duckling interview in response to that. And then it's main event time. Those dudes are nuts. The way they look in general. I've seen them. I used to see them at Capital Wrestling. Their look is so good. It's so odd. It really is just, they're just such an oddity, the way they carry themselves. And people just kind of lap it up. And I love that. I, I miss Coach Mikey. He used to be with them. I know he retired. But um, he was fun to put, to be on the outside with them. They stand out really well. They do. They really do. And it's main event time for Up and Go 2. It is the production defending the Enjoy Tag Team Championship against the Ugly Ducklings. And this is fun. We gotta get the, we gotta get the production introduced, you know, at least three times. Gotta keep it going. I, I mean, th- it, it was very <laughs> I well done. I fucking love that so Do do it again. I, I, and I, and then another response with the third one going, "I'm in hell from Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio." <laughs> yeah, they could they could have fun. They a fun match. Lance Lute is the fake in peril, which is appropriate given that they've brought it back. They brought out his camper survivor story of him being fake in peril, given that. Given the fact they're focusing on that, does make sense. Uh, there's one spot after the hot tag where they're setting up the Tower of London into a flash, and it takes a long time to get cut up. And Giggy like start to climb up the top, and then she changing her mind, and then she go into the ring and underneath them to climb up from the inside. Like it took so long to develop. I assumed they were going to miss the spot. I'm not not sure what happened there, but by the way, Ziggy was more over than everyone in the match. Yeah, the crowd went bonkers for her. Like next level, they could not cheer harder for for a heel if they even tried. Ziggy was so over everything she did, her attitude. You could just tell she was really comfortable there, and it was it was just perfect. That was it was a, that was a hell of a of a, a match in general. There was a few you know spots that I liked that that were really d- dangerous looking and and things like that. I I thought uh, the. There was, what was it, the frog splash that Lou did to Derek when Derek was on all fours? And oh. I always wonder, like, that, he's pushing up, right? So if you get landed on, you have no time to get flat. Your elbows could, you know, you get your arms jammed, all that stuff. 
that just looked crazy to me. Dude, that that sequence of Killjoy hitting Ziggy with the buckle bomb, Ziggy bouncing back into a destroyer, into mm-hmm. Derek's director's chair, and then Lou coming off of that frog splash, up, bam, 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 all just like one fluid motion. That was fantastic. Really oh, good. Yeah. So hard for that. Yeah. And and can we say that the Ducklings have the greatest finishing tag team name ever? The launch pad to quack. I popped so hard for the name <laughs> that fucking finish. So great. Marcy, was, wasn't there something that you wanted to say or that somebody wanted to say about them hitting sliced bread and that like they knew like the commentary didn't mention it? I don't think so. Because the ducks hit sliced bread and they're like, oh, they would know something about sliced bread because, you know, you give ducks bread. This, yeah, this all tracks. I don't get where you're going with this. If somebody said that and they were hoping commentary mentioned it and they didn't, I, I don't know if it was JB or if it was you. If it wasn't you, then it must have been JB. It must have been, That sounds like something she'd say. So she'll probably mention it when she called in today. So it was a good line. Yeah, but Duckling hit the launch pad crack on Derek. Ziggy sneak a cradle on the Killjoy for the pin in 1623. Commentary pointing out that Ziggy actually tagged out to Derek, but the referee never saw it. So Ziggy technically legal man, even though she shouldn't have been. A nice touch. I actually, I actually missed it. On to be honest with you, there's so much yeah, going I on. I missed it. Yeah, yeah. And Ziggy grabs the mic. They and the production challenged Birdlaw after the match, and then oh, they storm. Then they storm yeah. commentary for some reason and anger Rich Bikini to the point that he just storms off and heads to the back. Apparently, no one farted him up that they were coming. <laughs> you should have known. You should have known. In fairness, I don't know if Derek and Ziggy knew until they did that they were going to do it. You have to. You just have to at least half expect it when they're out there. I I, I love when they they call out Birdlaw and they're just Derek's just like I'm going to fuck you up. Like <laughs> there's no there's no uh 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 what's it called a uh, coordinated you know there's no talking around it. It's just straight. I'm going to fuck you up, and I love that. I love when guys just kind of honestly tell you they're going to come out and beat you up. That's what wrestling is. I'm going to beat you up. So. I definitely enjoyed that. Any other thoughts about episode two before we move on? Another another banger episode, just like just yeah. like all these always happen. There's to so it. many matches I want Derek and Ziggy to have for those belts before they lose them, and I just hope they get to have all those matches before they lose them. <clears throat> Enjoy. Are you listening? <clears throat> DMs <laughs> and Charlie Butters. <clears throat> so then we go to episode three, the key and finale. We open with an interview with MV Young regarding the match with Ethan Grill coming in, coming up later on. And great interview here by MV Young going, you know what? I felt a little dirty. I got a little bit of blood on it. My, it, you know, when I defended it in New Kensington. I've defended it here. I've defended it here. I've defended it here. And I'm not going to look it tonight. Nicely done. Ever since we've had him on, by the way, everything he does, I've been watching a lot more carefully. It's just he is leaps and bounds from when I first saw him years ago. And he is a very, very good psychological wrestler. He's good at, at the, the psychology part of it he has down as far and- as – promos and and things in the ring and such a hunk i yes. say i don't say that every time yes an, an outstanding hunk and and a very <laughs> smart one at that we then have an interview with jordan blade and trisha dora and they're gonna be going for the tokyo joshi pro print tag team championship against the wasteland war party and a little bit later on and from there we have jim running through the lineup for june 17th the match is made official between the production and Birdlaw for that. They announced Miyu Yamashita will be on the card. And then we get cut off by the runway and Ray Lynn. And Ray Lynn said she's the one going to be taking on Miyu on the 17th. It'll be a fun match. I'm excited. And that leads us into our opening contest for the Kinkin finale. It is for the Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Print Tag Team Championship. 
Waithman war party of Heidi Howitzer and Max the Impaler defending against Jordan Blade and Trisha Dora. This match being for this title is just weird to me, and I, that that's not a bad thing. It's just well, the fact that that war, Wa- Wasteland War Party has that those titles, just the title, the name of those titles is pretty funny. Yeah, I, I just these are four people that I just don't expect to be wrestling in a Japanese Joshi promotion for some reason. Three of them do. Three of them do. Yeah, yeah. Just just I, be aware that like. Max the Impaler is scary in person and like to this day is still like one of the most imposing people I've ever seen in person and stood next to uh, to the point where I didn't even casually speak to them. So there's such a bad wait. Does, does Max do uh, does Max do meet and greets or pictures or merch or no? Yeah, uh, they, they were out at enjoy and doing photos and talking with the wrestlers and stuff like that, but still still just <laughs> if i ever get that chance that's a that's another grail picture i want that one too maybe maybe we can get one of them like choking you out or something or yes, just like something i'm all for that beating you i like actually beating you up though i think <laughs> like it'd be fun. <laughs> i'll slide them some money in the uh they hit the line oh we get like one of those like we'll try to get like a bunch of pic- like a bunch of pictures in a row of like them just hurling josh over like in a table or something like in the fresh <laughs> prince yeah yeah why not why not I'll sell it. Okay, so thoughts on the match? Basic tag match for me. Uh, I know how how much everybody loves Trisha Dora, and they they the commentators at least talked about her title run, uh, how long she's held that. Uh, what is it? Pan African World Diaspora. Dispora. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they at least they highlighted that, which was great. I didn't see the title with her. She doesn't have it anymore. She just probably didn't bring it out to the ring with her. Yeah, uh, I was so used to seeing it like on Paradigm and all different shows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I think all, all four can go and, and, you know, it, it, you know, the, 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 the episode really was building to that MV Edith match. So like, I really wanted to get to that match. You know what I mean? I felt bad that that tag match was in the way almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. And of this recording, Trisha Dora held that Pan-African World Diaphora Championship for 1,193 <clears throat> days. You'll have to see it. Good for her. Still the only Roman person. Reigns. Yeah, still the only person ever hold that title. You, you're never going to be better than that, Roman Reigns. Suck it. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I just didn't think. Uh, I just, I just wanted to get to the main event because no, you know, now that we, I thought this was a fun match. I was, yeah. Even though I kind of knew they won it, I still wanted uh, Trisha Dora to win. So, yeah, they, you I, know, they could have pulled something off like that. I would have been about it, but they didn't, and it's okay still. If I had to, if I had to make a gripe about this one, I'm not sure Jordan Blade but being a fake in peril was in peril long enough for the hot tag. It felt like it felt like they controlled the first five or six minutes of it, and then Blade got beat up for like two minutes, and then there was the hot tag and like six minutes of action after that. But that again, it's a minor, it's a minor nitpick. Like the match was fine. I was just happy I got to see Maxine Impaler live, so this was all all money to me. Yeah, the Wasteland War Party retain in 14 minutes and 17 seconds. And the danger with the uh, with, with the taping schedule for Enjoy, I not really danger, but we know what it is. But this title changed hands twice before the Cup of Code aired. <laughs> Makito and Mio Yamashita won the belt on March on March eighteenth. Hell yeah, Mashita. yeah, yeah. They won the belt on March eighteenth, and then Magical Sugar Rabbit, Miguki and Yuka Kakagaki won them on March thirty first. You know this this show exists in a time warp. Look, they put a, they spent a lot of time on 
their production and it takes a little bit longer to get the episodes out. I think if they could, if they could clean that up though and give more time, you know, I think that's the only thing. Maybe they can get an get the show out, you know, maybe a week after it runs instead of in a month, maybe to have something. And, and again, that, that's not a knock. They can't control how the no. title they don't own is books. So it's not. No. Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I'm not faulting to enjoy for that at all. I'm just laughing at the fact that before the cup code air there, not only were Wakeland war party, not the champion, but the team that beat them were no longer the champions. Yeah. It, 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 like it's WWF where they would have the title change hand kind of TV taping. And then like three days later, have the former champion defend the title at Madison square garden where a bunch of people were, that can see the match from Madison square garden. were at the TV taping. And stuff like that used to happen. But we get a great hype video for Envy Young against Edith Gurriel. Oh, this is so good. I love this. Very good. Awesome. Yep. And then we have the main event for the Enjoy Championship. It is Envy Young defending against the Enjoy Odyssey winner, Edith Gurriel. When this starts off, the crowd is pretty split. Probably about 60 to 40 cheering for Edith when it starts. Not quite that even by the end of it. The crowd, I think, was firmly behind Edith for the most part getting near the end. There are several points in this match where you can see me losing my mind for Edith. Uh, I I think one of the good the good news about this match was how invested the crowd was. But I I think I, I don't know Jayhawk. I think you're wrong. I think everybody just wanted Edith. I, I didn't feel an MV crowd, even though MV is the MV was a great heel when I talked about his psychology and everything. I mean, he didn't come off looking for those high fives. You know what I mean? There was a dueling chant near the beginning of the match where they were going, let's go Edith, let's go, let's go MV. And the let's go MV was not quite as loud as the let's go Edith chant, but they were but they were really loud. At least at the start, it was 50-40. Yeah, MV once he started yeah. pulling out his heel tactics, it kind of it definitely yeah. went full on Edith at that point. But, but yeah, yeah but- MV, MV has people at the start for sure. Yeah, by the time they got done fighting on the floor and they were back in the ring for the second half of the match, at that point, they were pretty much firmly behind Edith, but it didn't start out that way. Yeah, but they're, but they're looking really good here. Edith locked in her Indian death lock. Young actually tried to rip the mask off to break the hold. Beautiful heel tactic. Envy Young, you hit the belt right in front of the referee. I'm guessing if we can do DQ match or relaxed rule, and just wasn't mentioned. Uh, referee discretion, apparently. That's a thing as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got a brain buster under the belt for two. Either start bleeding from underneath the mask. Kick visual. I don't think I noticed that uh, in person. Yeah. yeah, Edith was bleeding all over the place at the yeah, end of the match. Yep. They bring in a door. We do a duck and budge. Flash mountain bomb into the door. Duck and budge. Oh, that was brutal. That, after that splash powder, I'm like, just don't do that. You the door anymore. Like, it's done. Like, the door is not going to break. <laughs> And they didn't go back to the door, for, in, in fairness. Edith gets several near falls and lock in the Venus flytrap. Ad's going to cross face for the tap out and the championship. 20 minutes and 15 seconds. The crowd go banana. Oh, this was this was like an incredible experience to be a part of live. Like, legit. Like, yeah, every, we all lost our mind collectively together. Yep. And this was the best match of the show, in my opinion. One of the best enjoy matches that I've seen, period. In all honesty, it might be the best, might be the best enjoy match I've seen. The slaps, the slaps Envy did to Edith uh, on the stage and stuff were just gross to hear. Like they Ooh. were just, oh, yeah, they were just. They he laid them in like they were. Whew. Yeah, that one slap on the stage, Edith's knee just kind of fell underneath her like jelly. Like I'm not even sure she was calling. Like I think she just went down. Yeah, it was. It was brutal. Well, that was enjoying season three. 
What are we thinking? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I think I got that feeling. I know where everybody going with. Oh, it, but... come on. After like that, like, all right. So this was an incredible show all throughout, but this could have been like the worst show, but without ending, it was still got a thumbs up. But yeah, fantastic show without so, ending. Thumbs so up. let me, let me ask you something. You guys were there. Um, the show was, if you look at it, there were six matches, right? That were televised. Was there anything else besides the, the, the gummy boar match in between these, these matches or no? Mm-hmm. No. Just that that was it. So you went in, you saw the six with the dark match, and that's it. Yeah, seven total. Yeah, really mm-hmm. well done. Really tight, buttoned up. All the matches, there was no, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a slog. I mean, just perfect. Everything everything on the show breezed by so nice. They and really we, got something there. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you, fi- you figure that these three episodes combined for about two hours and 50 minutes, give or take. The first episode mm-hmm. was a little shorter. That look like 47 minutes and the second two or each like an hour one or something. And you figure they're adding in the interview. They're adding in the video packages. You got the commercial break. We forgot to mention the tea commercial where Kiki come kind of just grab the tea from the guy and start eating it. Yes. Which fantastic. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for that to get run up, but I was like, oh, maybe I just completely missed it. But yeah, no, I, I, the, I, just, uh, didn't make an, I just, I didn't have it in my notes because I, it was a commercial. I didn't, didn't bother with it. But yeah, uh, yeah, the cheese commercial was dope. I love it. I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, uh, little message the little cheese goblin Ziggy about it now. Ziggy grabbing the cheese out of that dude's. That dude obviously was not an actor. He did not know how to. He did not look uh, super comfortable in front of the camera. Give gave his spiel. And you have Ziggy looming over him while he has a block of cheese in his hand. Well, like Ziggy, if Ziggy takes the cheese. You're just letting her take the cheese. It's just, <laughs> it's just gonna happen. He's, he just has to roll with it at that point. Yeah, and, you're not and he that did. Back. Yes, and it and made she for... gave a hell of an endorsement. So you know it yeah. worked out. It, she, it, it made for a hell of a commercial. And honestly, I wish more places would do stuff like that, especially on the streaming services. That would make it that those commercials could be. If more if more companies were willing to do ridiculous things like that, you would have like be able to have these these little bits on Twitter. You'd be able to sell it as you'd be able to show it more on Instagram. It's great. It's a great idea, and it and it made her you know more of a star than she already is. So that was should, it was a lot of fun. We should do a commercial for this podcast. I agree. <laughs> but getting back to my original point, though, you figure the cup of code grand coming in like the two hour forty five to hour fifty minute range, and they're yeah. adding all the other stuff in post production. What butter mark you were there? What about two, two and a half to three hour live experience factoring in the inter- pre show and the intermission? Give or take, I'd say yeah, it was about three hours. Perfect, yeah, exactly what it you really want. was. Yep, in and out, and like I said, everything just flows really well, so it doesn't nothing overstays its welcome. And you kind of just the whole show is a vibe. The nice thing, too, is that it's not like airing live, so they can take their time with everything, and like intermission isn't super rushed. Uh, it's a decent intermission time, so you can go do things and uh, come back and and get ready to to go for part two. So, Mister Smalls is a sick venue, and I yeah. would much rather have a show like this where you've got kick or seven matches that are a little bit longer than trying to do than trying to do like a ten or twelve match show, and then you got to start picking and choosing what matches get time. Yeah. Oh yeah, and everything I, I, has like the right amount of time that it needs. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I love what Enjoy is doing. Yeah, definitely thumbs up. And we have a show coming up in June, June seventeenth at back at Mister Small Theater. We know those two matches; they were made official on the broadcast. I'm sure if I looked it up, we'd have more of the lineup. I don't have it in front of me. 
I do. Uh, the other match that's announced, there's only three matches announced right now. The other announced match is for the Enjoy title. Edith Surreal will take on Sue Young. Okay. Oh, nice. That should be fun. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a good first title defense. Okay, I'm I'm otherwise booked, so I won't be at that show. But if you are in that area, check it out. We'll be there, brothers, right? Yeah, we're going right after uh, Toy Ohio. Nice. We're switching, we're switching it up. We're, we're defecting to the Cleveland territory for one night only. Well, here's the thing. Uh, there's this wonderful uh, tag team called The Production, who is the main reason I go to AIW. And uh, they're going to be defending their titles, the Enjoy Tag Team titles against Birdlaw. And I need to see Derek Dillinger against Speedball Mike Bailey. So nothing's going to top that. I don't, Carlito's not going to top that for me. So, right. I get I, it. I think AIW is going to do great. Uh, having Carlito is a huge name. So, different yeah. crowds, different crowds. We talked about this. Different yeah. crowds. Yeah, there's, I don't. I don't think you have a lot of overlap between the Pittsburgh crowd and the Youngstown crowd, anyway. No, not really. No, I think the overlap is literally the handful of us. <laughs> um, I do know that uh, Justin Summers is defecting as well and coming as well because oh, because Scott's <laughs> gonna be there. Well, yeah, you know, Bird Law. It's it's all about seeing Mike Bailey. So you know, that's <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it is. I will say they did just enough on commentary to make me kind of curious about David Lawlick having a stable and Veda Scott having a stable, but maybe they'll teach, maybe they'll teach something in that direction. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. All right, here we go. First up, the other JB. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's me, the other JB. So we are, I don't know why I'm saying I'm not really part of it yet. Not really. Anyways, um, the pod is back to its regularly scheduled or previously scheduled uh, routine of review shows. I'm going to enjoy wrestling's rights of spring. Um, it was a fun time being there. Um, always have a fun time being there. And I'm looking forward to the next show, which reminds me that I got to order the tickets. Anyways, so, um, again, it was a super fun time. Um, I have uh, one gripe about the uh, show, um, and it is just a singular line of commentary, or lack thereof. Um, Butters, you were there. You saw me make a uh, very nice um, commentary line during the production Ugly Ducklings match um, in the uh, heat-up spot. Um, Derek Dillinger was on the receiving end of a slice bread. And I said that Ugly Ducklings do love their sliced bread. And Rich and Joe failed to make any sort of mention of it, even as it's like a sliced bread um, on commentary. That was a bit of a missed opportunity, but I guess that not everyone is pun-minded. Um, anyways, um, I'll probably call back later about something random. Um, maybe <laughs> after the Team Queen show. Um Maybe have some like offhanded reference or something. I don't know. All right. See ya. <laughs> Thanks, JB. Thanks, JB. <laughs> also, really congratulations on graduating. We didn't get the we, we none of us really mentioned it other than Marcy last week. And, and say, we, yeah. we didn't we didn't like get a you didn't get a full on uh, congratulations from all of us. So from all of us, congratulations. Congrats. I'm so proud of you, baby. All right. All right. Up next is our buddy Zach. 
Hey, V&D Wrestling Guys, Zach here. Uh, just wanted to call with a question for this week uh, for everyone there and for the guests as well. Um, I'd love to know what maybe some wrestling promotions that um, y'all kind of love their their uh, ads and their their kind of overall, I guess, graphic appearance uh, as, a, as another loss for words. So who out there is doing a great job with, you know, their images and their flyers and all that type of stuff? I have to admit, I have a hot take. Um I uh I I kind of like the circle stick stuff. I Ooh, think it's very interesting. <laughs> wow. Other wrestling organizations. Uh but again, that's a little bit of a hot take. So a little spicy. But uh everyone yeah. take care and I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's that's uh that's a ghost pepper right there. That's a ghost pepper take. Oh, Zach. Oh. Yeah, in, in all honesty, I noticed the bad flyer more than I noticed the good flyer. Oh, like I, the one I posted I, I, today. Put a flyer in the group chat today, and like literally, like one guy on the card that looked like he'd ever seen the inside of a gym, and that guy's 45 years old. Uh, now, shout out to enjoy because that's the correct yeah, answer for this question. Well, I'll give it's I'll fitting give, that we get this question while we review the enjoy show. Yeah, right. But enjoy. honorable mention goes to a few companies. DPW is doing some amazing things on their streaming service. Um, they have some really good, uh, uh, production value. Um, some commentators, they do a great job. AIW has been really, uh, changing away. They do their things. They've been doing it more of like, an old school, late nineties, WWE, ECW type feel as far as backstage vignettes and things like that, which is very cool. Um, but DPW also, they get some, some high marks, but nobody tops enjoy right now. All right. Uh, hey, you did, Zach didn't clarify by the way, on what we talked about last week. What the hell, Zach? You're supposed to like, like specify with Derek, the rules of the Ma, all Ma Morgi about how oh, that's sure. going to work. What the fuck, dude? Bro. Oh, yeah, Bro. what? Come on. If we didn't have enough horny talk at the beginning of the episode, we got to be like, hey, we're going to put that horny talk here. <laughs> no, that's about like life-saving maneuvers. That's different. <laughs> it's a life and death situation. We need to know all the proper details so Derek can properly save as many lives as possible. <laughs> I mean, I think he said he was going to bring Ziggy in, so I think that's the... He said, you may need to help me out. You may have... I think you know, I think they'll be able to to take take care of business. Holding me to getting strapped up. God. All right. Uh, up next is uh, Vansky. What's up, guys? It's Adam Van, the star of At Odds with Wrestling. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't called in a while because you know before recording an episode, I can't really think of anything to say a lot of the time. No questions. You know, it doesn't pop into my head. And then when I'm listening to the podcast, I have this George Costanza moment where I'm like, that's it. The jerk store called and they're all out of butters. So after the last <laughs> couple of weeks, I have some things to say to some of your recent guests. If you could maybe relay these messages or questions to them and get back to me uh, with their answers, it would be appreciated. All right. So okay. Jocelyn Navarro, first off, big fan. When I was in college, a girl named Jocelyn broke up with me, and I've been kind of bitter about it for the last 20 years or so, which is totally reasonable and sane, even though it makes no sense because I had hair <laughs> and I was beautiful. Anyway, do you or any of the hosts have any grudges like that or that are totally reasonable? All right, next up, Ziggy and Derek. First off, big fan, Ziggy. 
thank you for letting me pet your dog at last year's Fonzie tournament. And Derek, for Christ's sakes, man, John Moxley watches your matches and is like, this guy bleeds too much. Anyway, my question for you two is, why do you keep ducking Gummy Boar? I'm sure they'd come out to Ohio to get this match done as long as you promise no doors or Sharpies or anything like that. And finally, JCP Designs, who I'm just learning now isn't even on the podcast this week, despite the <laughs> false advertisement that went out over Twitter, so I'm getting this in early. First off, big fan. My question to you, which is more of a statement, and it's that I hope Indie Wrestling Guide didn't lowball you for your design work. If I had to speculate, Jayhawk seems like a big, quote, get paid with exposure kind of guy. But I always <laughs> believe that if you're good at something, you should get paid for it. Which is why I launched AdOddsWrestling.com slash Patreon, where you'll find award-eligible interviews with some of the most influential people in wrestling. Most recently, from the Wrestling Observer and ad-free shows, Derek Sabato. Well, that's it for me. K bye. Brothers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You gotta, you gotta stop letting him get away with this. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't need the advertisement from us, honestly. Like Okay. I he stopped the, listening he the, after he made fun of me. I was in a violent <laughs> oh, rage in my head. He thinks that we're lowballing JCP. Son of a bitch. The benefactors don't lowball anybody. As a matter of fact, we probably pay too much. <laughs> Son yeah, of a bitch. I, we get the benefactors to, to to take care of everything, and I don't I don't get into those business dealings. That's uh, not for me to to say. So when he comes on, we'll see what he has. We'll see how much uh, haggling we can do when he's actually on the air. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see how paying, comfortable. And we, we can will make be him. paying him an exposure, right? <laughs> so I, I I will I will say I will say a couple of things in in response to something Adam mentioned there. One, JTP gets paid very well for the work that, he, that they do for us. Two, if I'm only getting paid an exposure, I'm doing it completely the fuck wrong. And three, yuck, I have grudges that are totally reasonable, and I am not going to go over those on the air. You're a Hall of Fame referee. You definitely get paid. Yeah, I can't. I, those my grudges are very reasonable, but I'm too. I, I to absolutely talk about offered to pay Jay Hawk to come to AIW instead of go to his other wrestling show, and it was a fair offer because it was probably more than what he was getting paid, and uh, he would not take the twenty dollars. But did you call him? <laughs> you would, did you agree to call him Hall of Famer all night? Yeah, I always call him Hall of Famer. When I see well, yeah. when I see him at work, I call him Hall of Famer, and then people look at me like I'm crazy, and then we have to explain to him how he's a Hall of Famer, and then they get all starstruck. Oh, yeah, it's really, that's it's really weird. That's actually kind of adorable. Yeah, it, it, it really it's really a weird vibe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not going to give away what I I'm not going to give away what I get paid to do any show. But if I <laughs> if it wasn't enough, I wouldn't do the booking. I'm just going to throw that out there. His car is littered with uh, hot dog wrappers and uh, Frito Lay bags. <laughs> no, that, that part is actually true, but that's not from that's not from, that from my actual payoff. That's from me spending my payoff. So fuck you. Uh, that's that's from you feeding your wife. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right, it's purple belt time. <laughs> Stand for Burlington. Hi, it's me, Dan, from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. It's Purple Belt time. Meow, 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 meow. Yes, it's a weekly segment 
where I air my grievances with all the hosts of this show. Issue one. The other JB. Congrats on your graduation. But Marcy, no one needs four minutes of content about your journeys to the drag shows. This is supposed to be about wrestling. Issue two. Ziggy Hine. Your guest last week. She seems to get mad and talk about the fact that I didn't mention her as your guest during my call. Well, Ziggy, here you go. Coming straight at you from Burlington. <laughs> Just kidding. I have nothing to say about Ziggy. If that makes me a bad person, well, someone just tugged my Don Grady purple belt keychain and put me out of my misery. <laughs> Issue two. Jay Gold and his squirrels. Wow. I can't imagine claiming to have a wrestling-ish geared podcast, then spending the first three minutes of a show talking about the supposed squirrels ruining my backyard. <laughs> Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Right. Magnum CK and Dr. Dan appeared from the dead this week at AIW's Portland for the gold. But we can't get Jay Gold to be the first part. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotta go, Mike. Jesus. <laughs> okay, we, won't get, we won't go into a great detail here. We're doing it in a couple of weeks, but he made him KK come through that curtain with cool as shit, and it was good to keep Dr. Dan back, too. Oh. Also, Stan, I want you to know everyone wants to know about everything I do. So. <laughs> Marcy, Stan wanted us to stay on target, and then I get killed about, I get told to die for my squirrel story, and he's mad at you for your drag show story. What the hell? Drag show is basically professional wrestling, so I don't know why he's upset. I agree. We'll have to have a conversation with Stan's uh, people who take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, now we'll go ahead and get things wrapped up. Yes, now. You follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and OnlyFans at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. This is my other podcast, X-Over, uh... I think there's an episode. Yeah, I did an episode with Young Ed uh, for Mass Rider Shin. This should be coming out. It might be out when this happens. I don't know. I'm bad at keeping track of when things happen. Not on schedule at all. I'm as a professional like that. Um, also, hey, if everyone's got a minute, uh, I started a GoFundMe. Uh, today, as of today's recording, I had my consultation for uh, laser removal. Uh, and I'm a broke bitch. It's really hard to pay for. Uh, so I'm looking for any help. Uh, the link is just, I have it pinned on my Twitter. So if you can just spread the word about it, I would appreciate it so much. So yeah, thanks everyone. New episode of If You Catch My Grift. Uh, we'll be dropping probably Friday for Patreon subscribers and Monday for everyone else. So be aware that's coming. Um, I would tell you who it is, but I don't think we've officially announced it yet. So I don't want to be the person to do that and get yelled at again by Dalton. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Dalton. What the hell does he know? Don't be afraid of Dalton. Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter and on Instagram at jgold 12. Please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and our Twitter handle. IW guide one. Don't go to IW guide. That is not us. Check out our YouTube page that Marcy has put a lot of work into and that is going to be growing soon, linking to the OnlyFans and to the uh, 
uh, episode guide as well. We're going to figure all that out. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. Wear our faces on your bodies. Wear Stan on your body. All that stuff, all the good stuff is over there at Brain Busters. Listen to our podcast, friends, at Odds with Wrestling with uh, Adam Van. Um, the super fantastic podcast, the card is going to change. Wrestling cheers. X over with our very own Marcy. It you ca- if you catch our grift with our very own Butters. And Hiya Bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends and guests next week. JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IW Guide. PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got. Jay Hawk. In the words of the late great superstar Billy Graham, I am the women's pet, the men's regret. What you see is what you get. What you don't see is better yet. Support independent wrestling. We'll see you next week. See you. Later. Later, dweebs. Ten minutes to die.